everyone. Welcome to the Whiskey Boys Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And this is our first ever episode. First one. Um, but we've got some whiskey here. We and uh, John? Cheers. What are we drinking? Dude. All right. First impression, though, first. Let's hear it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It is... Um, it's kind of uh it's got a little bit of a smoky kind of taste to it. Mm-hmm. It's not super sweet. Um but it's pretty smooth. Yeah, not like too bad, it. huh? Yeah. So this is uh so this is Angel's Envy here. I'll hand you the bottle. So first of all, the bottle, for those of you listening, the bottle is pretty sweet. The bottle's like a foot and a half tall. <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's it looks yeah. it's super nice so here's the cool thing with that whiskey and this is why it's actually pretty different than i don't know Port i guess wine barrels dude so well and that's what it's finished in so the way you make bourbon is it has to be aged in new oak barrels okay so what companies like they have done is once it's done aging in the new oak barrels which gives you that classic kind of bourbon taste is then they take it and then, you know, port wine. They'll take it in those used port wine barrels and they'll just, they don't age it. They just put it in there for a little bit and they just okay. get, let it take in some of the flavor. So it's aged technically in the, in the new oak and then it's finished in the port. So that's what gives you, I, I don't know if you can kind of tell, but when you drink it on the very, there's just a complexity to it that you're not going to get from, a bourbon that's say not finished in a uh, in a port. And when you barrel. say finished, you you mean like literally like they age it in the barrel, and then they just throw it in this other barrel and leave it in there for a little while. Yeah, and it's all different. I mean, the, but the majority of the aging is done in the in the new oak. I mean, it's not. Um, some of them will tell you. Um, other ones. That's kind of cool. Oh yeah, it says. Yeah. Does, does so it actually says, say it? All bourbons are aged in charred white oak barrels. Mm-hmm. And in that respect, Angel's Envy is just like every other bourbon. However, unlike other bourbons, Angel's Envy is finished in port wine casks, <coughs> giving it a complex flavor you won't find anywhere else. Indulge and discover distilled descent. Oh. Yeah. Well, look, you, there's a, there's a, a batch number, a bottle number. And then an uncorked on, where you can fill in when you uncorked it. Oh, and I know when I did that too. Wow. Yeah, I, I, sh- I should just write that in. It you wasn't today, but I. Uh, oh, this isn't fresh for today. No, I, I got that a little while, uh, about a week or so ago. It's actually a gift. I worked on a coworker's car, and that was uh, their gift to me for working on it. So that's nice. They know me well. Yeah, that's a that's a great gift. I'd almost rather get that than money for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was very nice. Um, very appreciative of that. Thank you if the person that got that for me is listening to this. Yeah. We are yeah. enjoying it. Oh, and then also the other thing, too, that I, I enjoy, it, this one actually isn't quite as high as I thought it was. It's 43.3%. Normally, mm-hmm. a whiskey will sit at 40%. Okay. So, so this is a little higher. A little yeah. bit higher. It's funny because as you get into, like, what seems to be the nicer whiskeys, like the better whiskeys, they're sure. usually higher proof because basically oh, the way that they get them down to 40%, 
um, they have is to dilute them. They or? dilute them with water. Okay. So if you get a whiskey that's 50, 60 percent, well, you have a lot more. You actually have more whiskey in the in the bottle. So it's more expensive. It's more ex- yeah. yeah, it can be more expensive. But I mean, sometimes, they can save money if they right dilute yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You dilute it and you're good to go. But I like those wings on the back of the bottle. They're pretty sweet. It's like kind of a cool, kind of a cool touch. Yeah, Angel's Envy sounds not as much like a whiskey and more like what would it be a strip club <laughs> <laughs> you know okay yeah I, yeah kind of i, I, kind I get of i get something the like that okay. you know angel's like, envy, yeah. hey we're going down to angel's envy tonight you want to come win <laughs> my wife doesn't love me anymore <laughs> <laughs> you know what i bet you what if there is a strip club? Like if we Google it after this and found out there I, is one, I would not be surprised. If it would strip club. No, Angels Envy, dude, yeah. or just like a. It just it sounds like some sort of like illicit sort of thing like that, yeah. like adult, like an adult film shop or something. Like, like well, come down to Angels or, Envy Adult Film Shop, or if someone was like, "Hey, so I came up with this new website, okay, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but just go check it out." <laughs> It's angelsenvy.com. He'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> it just... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Just, mm, uh-uh. uh-uh. No, no. No. We'll not be... We'll not be doing that. We'll not be. Putting the ad blocker on before I go there. <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. Oh, so... So, uh, so I was telling you just before, the Four Roses. The really cool story I had about Four Roses. Oh, yeah. So what would a whiskey podcast be without talking about more whiskey aside from the one that we're drinking um set that there so we can both reach it yeah we need a fill up um so four roses you know four roses you bought it before right it's yeah it's a good um it's so there it's usually about i think it's like 35 40 bucks for a bottle yeah for the for the single barrel which is i i actually think is better than the small batch but Mm. either way sure it's you know it's the more popular one in that squarish kind of bottle yeah so I was on Instagram the other day and an ad popped up just like a sponsored ad and it said batch and it had a bottle of four roses and it said limited edition, like batch handpicked four roses. And I was like, what? So I like clicked on it and it was, it was, so the owners of batch went to the four roses distillery batch, the here in whiskey town, place, whiskey, the whiskey don- bar, donut yeah, place in town, downtown. Yeah. So they went there and they handpicked one barrel. Like it, they, the guy was telling me when I was there, they had 15 barrel, I think it was 15 barrels that they brought out and they hand taste, you know, or they, they tasted each one individually mm-hmm. and then they, you know, narrowed it down to 10 and then five and then the final one. And then they bottled that one at cask strength. So now it's, so I think that one's at 62.8%. Wow. So it's super high in alcohol content, but it's, so it's a, it's four roses, single barrel, barrel strength. And then on the side has an official like batch Tucson sticker that they made for it. Yeah. And then it has the mash bill. So it has, every, and it's aged for eight and a half years or eight years and four months. They had 150 bottles come out of that one barrel and they're selling them because batch just got their license to sell whole bottles. So they oh, don't, okay. so I bought one and I really, that'll have, that'll have to be the next episode. How, how much so, did that cost? So it was 85 bucks. That's for, actually less than I expected. Yeah. It, and that's why, because I, I tried it first. So Tyler and I went down there and we tried it. And then we yeah. both bought a bottle. Nice. Um, so just, you can go and get glasses of it. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. You can just you can, go and get a glass mm-hmm. and stuff, or they and try you it. Can buy a whole bottle of it. Yep. Okay. And uh, so that's something that Batch is doing from now on. Is every year they're gonna try, even maybe multiple times a year. I don't know, but for right now, it's once a year. I think they're gonna do a limited release from a distillery that they handpick a barrel specifically for Batch. So the whole idea is that normally, like the four roses that you buy from the store, is not gonna be like sixty percent alcohol yeah it's 50 actually the one so which is also shows four roses quality yeah they're bottling a 50 percent whiskey that's it's 35 40 bucks right that's yeah that's really nice yeah yeah it's nice so anyway huh yeah um that's super cool yeah um yeah i'm i'm definitely interested in trying that for sure i'll i actually meant to bring it today on with this one as well but you know i kind of forgot but um well, that's all right. Next episode. The I'll next to, one. Yeah, that, for that'll, sure. That'll be our whiskey. So, so today we are talking about the apocalypse. Yes. And um, what we would do in an apocalyptic scenario mm-hmm. and how we would what how we would handle that. Um, I'm really interested in talking about this. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I've never really been super into doomsday prepping or anything like that. Um, and that would absolutely be a factor in my life if things hit the fan. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but we'll see, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But for now, um, I think you were saying something happened on the way over Dude. here when you were driving. <laughs> so, all right. So I'm pretty observant about a lot of different things, you know, just in day to day life. And so like, there's times where something will happen to me and, you know, I think a lot of people do it, but I was like, why the f does this happen like why do people do some of the stuff that they do so here's the here's what happened on the way over here okay mm-hmm. i was going down grant and it was right before um the costco and so there it's basically a, it's a three-lane road yes yeah. and going into costco off of grant it doesn't have a right turn lane you turn from the right lane yeah okay and um, traffic's always terrible and right traffic's there. always terrible okay exactly okay so that's a great yeah. point so there's a left-hand turn lane, and then there's three main lanes, left, middle, right, and then there's no turn lane, so you just turn from the right lane going into the Costco. I'm in the middle lane just driving, and this guy is, we're approaching what is a red light, like it's already a red light. The line, the right-hand lane is already stopped backing up. I'm still driving because there's no one in the middle lane. Everyone's in the right lane trying to get into the Costco. Yeah. This guy in the left lane, known turn signal, I'm almost passing him because he slowed down he just no turn signal just boom right in front of me like almost like kind of hit my car i mean i I obviously was i was slowing down anyway and then he just stops he doesn't stop up to where the cars are at in the middle lane he just stops there and turns his turn signal on because he wants to get into the costco so i'm sitting there and the light turns green yeah and he's waiting yeah. He's waiting in the middle lane because the right lane is na- too long. Because the right yeah, lane is so too long, yeah. no one can get in, or there, no one's letting him in. And, yeah, and he's just sitting there. And I was like, "What? Okay, <laughs> okay, sir. Yeah, like be a normal human being and just go drive past the intersection, turn around, and just try it again." There's also another entrance into Costco after that after intersection, that. But, which is probably to easier get to that. get into. Probably, probably. It's, see, that's the whole thing, dude. It's people who feel like whatever they've got going on on the road on in their car is 
the most important thing. But also, because I've been thinking about this a lot, because I drive all day for work, and I see people doing stupid stuff all the time. And, I mean, stuff where people will just, they need to, they realize, oh, I need to turn right here, and I'm way over in this other lane. So they just cut all the way across traffic. Right. And so they can get in and make their turn, you know, even if it's not at an intersection. And I'm watching it going like, what are you doing? Yeah. That is not safe. But the problem is nobody is going to go after that person. Yeah. As long as they don't cause an accident. Right. Nope. And they're taking a risk and saying, it's probably going to be fine. And, you know, I will say our good friend Derek... Sometimes I worry that he might have a little bit of that mentality, a little bit, because there was one time I was riding with him in his truck and he needed to turn left out of a parking lot. And so uh, he he pulled out into the street, but there wasn't he wasn't ready to turn into the, the lane yet. And there was oncoming traffic from the left coming towards us. And I said, I said, there's people coming in. And he said, they got brakes. What? He said they got brakes. Now, keep in mind, he didn't cut in front of them. He pulled out and they were coming. Right. Like they were still a little ways off. Right. And, but his response was, they got brakes. They got brakes. And I was like, oh, God. Dude, you're the the person that people want to throw rocks at when they're driving because you say (laughs) shit like that. Like, they got brakes. It's like, come on, man. And, oh, but the, no. that's the thing. It's it's no consequences, right? If yeah. and you have to really worry, you know, if you're if you're gonna say, Well, I'm gonna be a social justice warrior here and go after this car that's driving unsafely, even though it didn't necessarily specifically affect me and I'm fine, he just that person just scared me, whatever it was. You don't really know if that person's gonna get out of their car and shoot you. Because yeah. it's also somebody who drives unsafely, so they could be a loose cannon, yeah, or a loose pistol, yeah. Maybe would be a better way to put <laughs> it, you know. So yeah, a little more practical. But it's a it's a psychology game, dude. Yeah, it's these people that go like, "You ain't gonna do shit," and yeah. then they do it, knowing like, "See, he's gonna do shit." I feel like there's two types of people that do it, though. There's people, <laughs> apparently, there's people like Derek who are gonna be like. Like consciously thinking, they got brakes. They're gonna stop. <laughs> they're not gonna I, hit me. They see not me here. Hit me. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then there's, I dude. There's another group of drivers. I guarantee you that are oblivious. Like they have no clue. Absolutely. And yeah. that's this. Like, I guess it's weird to think. Okay, someone like Derek. At least, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're not going to put themselves in a completely terrible situation if they're conscious of it. Right. But the people that are oblivious, that are just just right in your... What the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And sometimes they're older. And oh, well, maybe sure. they're maybe they're too maybe they're too old now. Maybe they shouldn't have their driver's license anymore because their reaction time isn't good and their vision's not so good. But Arizona just lets you keep your driver's license until you're like 108, like, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. fine. You don't even have to like retake your test until like for like 50 years after you get your license. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. You know? You know, there was a lady I, I witnessed an accident the other day. I was actually with Carlos and uh, we witnessed an accident and 
I mean, I'm not even talking bad about the lady. I felt really bad for her. She pulled. Okay, so there was two spots, right? Mm -hmm. The one spot had a car in it. The other spot did not. She just split those two. (sighs) I mean, and I we watched her. She was going slow, and she just pulls and just boom, right into like the car. It was like, what do you? Where were you trying to park? Like. You split the the dividing line between those two spots. You just put the center of your car right over that. And ran into and one just of the cars. ran into the car that she was going to park next uh, to, okay? Uh, Here's the thing, though. And this is, this is why I'm not even talking smack about her as a driver. I kid you not, we were at... Um, I can't remember where we were. I remember where we were. I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, the, the Chili Dog place um, downtown. Frankie's? No, or, oh no, Pat's Pat's, Pat's oh, chili okay. dog. So oh, I'm sorry, Frankie's is is the cheesesteaks. Yeah, yeah, which is phenomenal, by the way. Also, I haven't been there yeah. in so long. Okay, yeah. anyway, so we were at Pat's chili dogs. So you have to order out in front, like you or it, you know, right. it's just like yeah, you yeah. know, there's you it's know, there's seating window. inside, but it's a yeah. walk up window. I ordered my food, waited, and got my food, and she still hadn't gotten out of her car yet fully. She was getting her walker. She was having a hard time getting it out of the car. Ooh. Like, and people, and there was someone there to like help her. Like the guy that actually his car got hit, he was sitting right there when it happened. He went over and like was helping her get the walker out of her car. But dude, it took her a good ten minutes to get fully out of her car, get her wallet, get her ID. And it was like, why are you driving? Yeah. And wait, best part about that, get this, she was a Lyft driver. Wait, what? I kid you not. She had a lift she sticker had a in her li- car? She had a lift sticker on the front, like the little thing, on her windshield with handy. It was her car. It had the handicap sticker. But she sti- looked like she was what? Like <clears throat> she was, over 70? Yeah, and she couldn't walk hardly at all. She had to use her walker. and I mean, she had to use that walker. Okay, look. She was a lift <laughs> I don't really use like Lyft and Uber that much. Yeah. I did have to use Uber the other day because I locked myself out of my house as I was leaving for work. <laughs> what? Yeah, I got, I grabbed everything except for my house keys and car keys. When did that, you do that? All the same thing. It just on like Friday. Oh my god! On Friday, I left. I left. That is awesome. I, I locked the door behind me. I walked out and realized, oh, I have my work car keys, and I don't have my regular keys, and I don't have my house keys. And I was like, well, and we don't have a spare. Like we haven't made a spare. Oh And I was my like, gosh. well. I'm stuck. Fortunately, I had like my backpack. I had all my stuff right. for work, and so I was like, "Okay." I just called an Uber, took oh an Uber to work. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that like, is awesome. So, okay, like, we'll make so, it a spare. So you but have, anyway. so you have spare keys. Then once you get to work, you have spare keys to your van, or do you? Or do I they... had my work car keys with me. Oh, because okay. I they're not on my keychain. I like oh. throw them in my pocket usually. Oh, gotcha. So I grabbed those, but I forgot to grab my regular keychain that has all my like regular keys on it. <laughs> so dude i was like well that's great that's fantastic gonna pay 12 bucks now start out my day this way that's fantastic did, did you get a spare key made i haven't made one yet nice. i was gonna make one <laughs> the other night but then i was hungry so i just went for food instead food, food but anyway way more I, important. I i don't really i've never used lyft but from what i've heard it's sort of like lyft is the poor man's uber like they're kind of like like I've heard a bunch of stories from people saying like, yeah, my Lyft driver, the car was dirty. He was driving like crazy. Like there's, it seems like Lyft tends to be a little bit cheaper than Uber. And maybe they don't do the kind of screening that they do with Uber drivers or something. Possibly. 
I don't but honestly. It just yeah. Begs the question: Like, how does any company hire somebody <laughs> like that to drive people around? Yeah, she should be taking ride handling services to get places. Yeah, she should not be driving, let alone driving. Like, it would probably okay. It would probably be safer for the drunk person she's picking up <laughs> to get in the driver's seat and drive, <laughs> right. and they can drive her around. Yeah. Like that would be the. The smarter way to do that. She came at this parking space straight on. Well, okay. So, you know, the parking lot of Pat's. So it's right off of, I want to say, not stone, whatever, whatever road. I can't picture it right now. But anyway, the, the spots are perpendicular to the road. Like you pull sure, out yeah, of the yeah. road right into the parking. Yeah. The right into the parking lot. Yeah. So she had a straight shot from like, as she's crossing traffic Yeah. to just pull right in. Like so it wasn't a wide sweeping turn. She was driving head on into this spot. Oh, come on. It was like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's uh Oh, real quick though, I will rough. say Lyft is great. One last thing. Really? Lyft is great for um n- no, I don't know about the driving portion of it, mm-hmm. but um in California I had the Lyft app for those scooters, which are a shit ton of fun. Oh, yeah. And that was the nicest one that I found because I didn't have to load money like the bird ones. You have oh, to like load okay. money. And those ones were just pretty readily available. And so I still have the Lyft app, but I've never used it for driving. I've only used it for those scooters. Can you use, but you have to use the bird app for the scooters that we have here in town. If it's yeah, so it, you have to you, like it bird, has to be like Lyft scooters if Lyft it's scooters. Be, okay. Yeah, and we don't I don't think we have Lyft scooters in town. I tried looking for some and I didn't see any. So maybe they're coming or maybe they're here, I don't know. I'm I don't pay attention. I don't think enough. Yeah. So, anyway, but well, I think it's about time we got into it. The I apocalypse. Need, dude. I, need, I need more whiskey before this apocalypse talk I'm, so i'm still doing pretty good so here's the thing with the apocalypse so there there's a few different ones and i think we might as well just hit them all right so like you have yeah. real real world possible shtf shit hit the fan right sure like real world like, like, like nuclear gov- government collapses war, like yeah like, like total government collapse we've been invaded whatever and there's no you know uh federal local there's no real government. It's anarchy. Right? Now. It's anarchy. Yeah. And then and then there's the fun one that everyone likes to talk about, which is like zombies. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. a zombie apocalypse. So Some like outbreak. Yeah. Like an outbreak. Well, I mean, you could have an outbreak that just like wipes out like a ton of the population. Right. And then but there's no zombies. It's just like a lot of people are dead and then right. now there's like no like organization to anything and like you just have to like deal with it that way. But I like zombies because um, because there's a real threat of danger right yeah. off the bat. And it's not necessarily the very ugly threat of danger of people taking advantage of anarchy, which I, yeah. I do like, I do like talking about that too, but like, but like, I love zombie games. I love fighting zombies. A little bit of Call of Duty you know, Black Ops. Games. Yeah. That, a little bit yep. of zombies. Mm-hmm. We've all, and, we've all uh, share. yeah. Left for dead, dude. Uh, so last of us, let's talk about what we would do if, cause you know, what's crazy is I was thinking about this yesterday. I was, I was waiting outside a client's house because they weren't there yet. I was waiting for them. And I just had this thought of like, what would happen if I was sitting in my work car here and all of a sudden a zombie just busted up against my window and there was like blood everywhere. I mean, my first thought would be like, is this real? 
Like we just had Halloween the other day. Right. Is this somebody in a costume? I would yeah. be alarmed and I would be scared. Yeah, and then I would be well, looking for like, are, is there like blood getting everywhere? Like, are they bleeding? Like, is, are, are they missing yeah. limbs or anything? Yeah. And I'd be like, is it like a hurt like, person? You know, yeah. is it like an actual person that's hurt or is it right. a joke or is it? And then real? I thought, would I run in? Would I get out, try to get out of my car and get into this person's house that I'm at right here? Or would I just drive away? I feel like I would just leave and try to get home as soon as possible. Yeah. Right? Because the first yeah. thing you'd want to do is get to your family. Yeah. Right. Right? You want to get to them yeah. so that you can then establish. I feel like the whole thing is you got to establish control, you know? Right. So, like, your controllables, you find, you figure out your controllables and you start locking that shit down. Right. You know? But I don't have any guns. <laughs> I don't even have any like weapons in my house. I have a, I have like a couple of small knives, like pocket knives, and I have a BB gun. I have a Red Rider BB gun. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, like the legit, like you'll shoot your eye out BB gun. I mean, you. My grandpa sh- bought that for me right after I was born, and my mom said he's never going to use that. He's never going to be allowed to have that, and he said yes, he will eventually. And then I did. Nice. I did get to have it, and I've. I have played with it a lot, but it's not a weapon because it's kind of hard to kill somebody it's, with one of those. It's a little hard to kill. <clears throat> with you a could, tiny metal ball. You you could. There's actually, so there are, as far as preppers go, there are a lot of people that will have like, you know, 22 caliber smaller, like much smaller because one ammo is cheaper and it's easier to carry. You know, I can throw a hundred rounds of 22 in my pocket. As opposed mm. to, dude, if I'm carrying a hundred rounds of my 300 blackout for my AR-15, it's like, it's like a bag. Like it's a sure. big, heavy yeah, yeah, bag yeah. worth of ammo. Right. Whereas I can just throw 22 rounds in my pocket of the same amount. So it's cheaper and it's smaller. And, but a lot of those too, there's BB guns that they make for like, I think survival, you know, like survival B, you right. know, where, but it's meant for hunting. It's meant for like squirrels. You know, those you have got to be the pump ones too, though. Yeah. Like See, you have a mine, pump it one. doesn't pump. Mine's the one that just like, like, you oh, just, you yeah. just cut. And it like it, well, it it's doesn't spring loaded or something. Yeah, I think it's yeah. spring loaded, so it doesn't yeah. really have a lot of power behind it. Right, you know, it's de- it's okay. You would, dude, you like, would just you would just piss a bird off, and then it would just come beat the <laughs> yeah. shit out. Of you. My dad, my dad actually used to kill uh, woodpeckers with it. Really nice yeah. with the red rider. I mean, Is here's that the illegal? thing. No, hey, I don't. Oh. Know. Dude, there's a woodpecker hit that's on my house right now, and I'm really. In fact, the other day I went out. With my CO2 powered airsoft gun, yeah, and that'll for sure drop a woodpecker. I mean, sure. it's it's yeah. it'll break skin on humans, so I know for yeah. sure it'll drop it. I aimed at the thing, and there's like four houses that can see my backyard, and I was like, you know, if there's like one mm-hmm. motherfucker that's gonna like see this, yeah. I'm not getting because I don't know if it's I don't know if it's illegal to kill a wood. I feel like I it really is. don't know. I feel like there's something. I feel with, like there's like, something you can't with just woodpeckers. Be birds. Like if it's well, if it's like pigeons, no one's gonna care. But like if someone saw it was a woodpecker, I feel like there's something they could do about it. Maybe like, there is. Ooh, yeah, that guy sucks. Why don't we even had woodpeckers here? We should, we have really road runners, dumb. and that's that's our desert bird. Yeah, we don't need woodpeckers. Yeah. They're so annoying. They are. They they're they're too stupid to figure out that that's not wood. It's metal. It's metal. That you're that's yeah. On. Yeah, it's stupid. Stupid, stupid birds. birds. So, stupid all right. So, um, oh, so oh, yeah. So the weapons. So you don't have any weapons. So you're talking about? Yeah, you, I you... don't have any weapons. So the first <laughs> thing I, okay, I will tell you. 
like within the, we haven't really talked much about, you know, this topic or anything. And I haven't really put a lot of thought into it before today, but I have been thinking even in the past, like few weeks, for whatever reason, it'll just pop into my brain randomly. Like what if, what if a disaster happened and there was a real possibility of us getting like attacked or people trying to loot our house or like whatever, like I don't have anything to protect myself. Like I'm not a necessarily like a, I don't, I'm not against guns and I'm also not like a specific gun advocate, you know, right. like I don't, yeah. or like, it's not a hobby for it's me. It's more of an you indifference. Know, I don't, I don't find it. Yeah. yeah. Like I see, a, I see the real need to have one, but also, uh, it's, not I guess a pri- I, it's not a priority. It's not yeah. something you would prioritize sure. in your daily life. Like if you had $500, you wouldn't go buy a handgun. You would go. I'd probably go spend it on, on music, music stuff, or music stuff yeah, right? Exactly, or whatever you know, something for a car or whatever. You know, it's going to be for something else. Your exactly. your mindset isn't going to be, oh, I have an extra five hundred bucks laying around. Let me go buy a handgun because yeah. it's not a hobby a for me. Like right. I don't even go out shooting ever right. or anything like that. But I started thinking, like, you know, I'm I'm happy that we live in a world where that's not necessary most of the time. Yeah, like the vast majority of the time, like we live in. A, sa- a generally safe town mm-hmm. like we don't even live in a nice neighborhood in town and it's generally safe here like you can walk around and you're probably not going to get attacked or anything yeah you know um and i think that that's all great and it's like signs of a of a modern society you know that yeah. you don't have to be like a survival man in order to live you right know? Yeah. But I just I've I think I've been thinking like but like what if I did need to be like that though? Yeah. Like I don't know how to start a fire yeah. myself. I don't know yeah. how to shoot a gun. Like if I, yeah. like I could shoot a gun if I really had to, but like I don't have any practice with aiming or anything. Like yeah. chances are I would probably miss <laughs> a lot if I needed to shoot somebody. I, sh- I, I like shoot a shotgun. I sh- and- yeah, I, I shoot a lot and I still miss a lot, so don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I know it takes it takes a lot of work and yeah. time to get it's practice to be a good yeah. marksman, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm just yeah. like, well, I have no time or work put into that, and so yeah. uh, I uh, I've been thinking like at least buying like a pistol that I just have. Just as a, I mean, we don't have kids yet or anything. I don't even have yeah. to worry about safety of children or people in the house like we buy it we put it in a little case or something that's locked and it's just there if we need it you know we put it under the bed or whatever it's just it's available you know yeah (laughs) put it in a safe yeah it's a four hundred dollar (laughs) gun check Check, the receipt check the receipt that's a four hundred dollar gun someone could steal it (laughs) is 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 the safe nice and he just hands him the receipt for the safe. You tell me. <laughs> office <laughs> reference for everyone yeah, that didn't get that. But yeah, that's, dude, I, that's I know I notice a lot. Okay, not getting off on a tangent, but a lot of people know the office, so that's good. It's true. So, um, so yeah, I, so, so I know that right off the bat, I would not be well prepared if like this happened tomorrow. Right. In fact, there's a good chance that I would be rounding up my wife. And my dog, and I would be calling maybe you and saying, hey, bud, 
Uh, hey, buddy. You mind if we swing by your house and maybe stay there for the foreseeable future? Pick while up we a couple of guns. Yeah. I mean, also, <laughs> like, some... would, we, would we not want to chill if, like, we didn't have to go to work anymore and it was an apocalypse? Yeah. I mean, oh, for like, sure. We just do more podcasts. <laughs> we, we would just film podcasts all the time. As long as the power's working. Dude, we're good. Well, so, here, so here's the interesting thing, actually, with that. And, th- and this is what I, this is actually what I predict not to be all conspiracy theory here, but it's something interesting. I I believe that the next big terrorist attack on the U.S. would be something EMP related. It would be knocking out yeah. power, mass power, sure. losing communication. Because if you think about it, we don't have, like radios are kind of a thing of the past. People don't have a way to communicate other than cell phones. Yeah. And, yeah. and the only thing during an EMP that would work if assuming that your radios still worked would be two way radios or something where you're just going, you know, across the ground, you know, it's as far as your radio can see. Yeah. So, um, it really begs the question that if let's say a realistic, right? Not the zombie apocalypse one, but let's say a really realistic one happens. It, I think it would be something where, you know, cause uh, I can't remember when I heard it, but there was a, something that came out that, I want to say it was probably like a year or two ago that said China has the capability of wiping out the U.S. electrical grid through, you know, like uh, viruses or, you know, like through the whole grid. uh, Like there was compromises found in the grid that they could exploit and knock it out. Maybe not the entire U.S., but a lot of it. And or like I could see like a major city. Yeah. Or like, yeah, a major city. But let's say it's a major city that's in charge. You know, Washington, D.C. goes black. Yeah. You know, now the rest of the country is going, well, what's happening? You know, so that's a realistic one that to me, like, that's what would happen. So now think about it. So now the country's dark, so to speak, and you can't communicate with anyone. What do you do? Yeah, that's the scary part. Right. Um, I feel like, yeah. So knowing, knowing your directions, knowing your your, your compass, knowing just where stuff is, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of having a an idea of okay like if i need to meet up with john and our car still works we can still drive let's find a way to get to his house i feel like your your area would be safer anyway cuz you're kind of in a suburb rather than being suburb, in the middle of the city suburb far southeast side of town there's a lot yeah. of people but there's also areas out there that you could get to where there's a lot less people if you needed to yeah, yeah. cuz but so, majority well because like a lot of the preppers would be moving to the mountains and they're moving away from the cities sure a hundred percent like any situation like that you're getting out of the city because there's a lot of people that their game plan is i'm gonna go to costco first okay yeah because you don't think that out of a city of almost a million people that there's not at least a hundred thousand other people that are going i'm going to costco yeah Yeah, right yeah you know yeah it's true and that's the thing you have to start i mean look I think that there's a there's definitely like a a middle ground between preppers and you know me you know me being basically not prepared at all for a disaster or for um the system to go down the society to crumble you know right cuz this whole thing of like I'm going to hoard food and I'm going to build a bunker and I'm going to have tons of guns and ammo and provisions and stuff because I'm just waiting for the end of the world just seems ridiculous to me because you end up spending your whole life 
doing that. Yeah, you know. And, well, and it's really expensive. So when I was, um, so I originally when I want to say I was probably eighteen because it was actually after I got my first job. So I was at Home Depot because I had extra money to spend, mm-hmm. and I. I basically, I, I was super into prepping, you know, the idea of prepping. So I bought like a, a backpack and yeah. I bought like, um, basically what it was. So when it comes to prepping, there's a few different ways to look at it. There's what they call like a 24 hour or, or a day bag, you know, a day pack or like sure. yeah. a, a get home bag, you know? Yeah. So it'll be something where you carry it with you all the time and it's just meant to get you home or, or it's meant to get bug you out like, bag or something like that. Well, that's yeah. even different. So oh, like okay. a get home bag would be like something very basic. That's, you know, that's going to be something like you actually leave your keys somewhere, but you have your backpack with you. And in your backpack is a spare set of keys. Uh, There's, you know, like you're going to have stuff like that. So like a get home bag, and then you might have like a firearm in there if you want to, whatever. Sure. Um, you might, you'll always have like a water bottle, you know, it's just like that kind of stuff. Um, and then you have like a a 72 hour bag, which is going to be like a three day, you know, maybe there's, you know, a tornado coming towards your house and Mm -hmm. you just need to leave, but you might need to be gone for, three, four, five days, whatever, you have the stuff in that bag to really survive if you don't make it somewhere where there's food, water, you know. Right. So there's there's that level. And then there's so like that was what I was looking for was like 72 hours. Like I wanted to have enough food and stuff that I could take this backpack and literally survive for three days without sure. Like I had even there they make survival water. Like these packets of water that are meant to last like 15 years. So like I had those in there too. So like I didn't even need to find water. I could just go out in the middle of nowhere. And this tried. Is, this is when you were living still at home with your parents. Oh yeah, because I can't do that now. That's and, I had a lot of disposable money back then. And so, like you were like, I oh, have I, I have my first job now. I have money, so I'm I'm gonna go. That's, that's what I'm I bought. Become a prepper. Yeah, yeah, that's what I bought. I bought seventy two hours worth of gear, oh uh, knives. Uh, you know, I just and I like tried different stuff out. Like I would actually take a like I remember getting a few different knives and like I would go down and try to like chop. A, a branch of my parents' tree off, you know, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, "Oh, right. this knife sucks. Nope, wouldn't use that." And then right. I'd go get yeah. one that, you know, I was like, "Oh, this is weighted really nice," and then like it makes nice cut. Okay, cool. This is the one I'll put in my bag. Yeah. Um. So there's there's that side, and then there's your extreme preppers, where they're the people that are buying three months worth of food rations for their them and their family, and they're keeping them in a basement or in a closet. And then they they have you know twenty thousand rounds of ammo saved up in a bunker or in again their closet or something. Um, so there's definitely middle ground. There's definitely all separate from their regular from their groceries, yeah, and food and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. And keep in mind that a lot of you know it'll be like canned food that's good for five years or something. So really, what ends up happening though? <laughs> Like again, in an office yeah. reference, you know, yeah. if you want to joke about it, but, um, or make a joke about it with Dwight, you know, getting the, eating you know, tomatoes, eating tomatoes like you know, eight years, eight years old. old. Yeah. yeah. Um, they end up, you know, they'll, they'll actually have like a shelving unit. I've seen them, you know, pictures of, you know, shelving units that have, you know, basically regular groceries. And then they just basically new stuff goes in the back and then they start using the stuff in the front. So in that aspect, I guess it can, you, yeah, you, you invest know, a, you, yeah. know, you invest up front and then and then you're gonna use it it kind of becomes yeah yeah so it's not but you know then you can get to the very extreme you know where they're doing that but they have a year's worth of supplies they have a built-in bunker under the ground that can survive a nuclear blast now you know let's say something does happen hey they survive the other caveat to that would be 
do you want to still survive if there's a nuclear holocaust and you now live in a basement for the next 10 years <laughs> right. like i don't know like there's also yeah. been that question posed too like yeah all right cool you survived now I mean, you live in a barren wasteland where a 400 mile radius from your house there's absolutely nothing yeah surviving because no one else did this because no so one else did this so you're else alone it's, it's just and it's you and your family in a bunker down you know in your basement and then once the food runs out you just Stuff starve. Getting really bad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, somehow, somehow things would right. go really bad at that point. Right. But I wonder, I wonder how many of these people are really like they are. They're really bought into this whole idea of like stuff, like shit is going to go bad, and I do need to be prepared for it. And how many of them it just becomes like a hobby? You know, they're like yeah. I, it's just fun to to be prepared, you know, mm-hmm. and I, it's fun to yeah. buy equipment and, and, and build stuff and build little things to, so that I know, you know, it's just like this sort of ongoing project that never really ends because right. it's just fun to do. It's just, and yeah. how many people that you would talk to and they're like, no brother, things are going to go real bad real soon and you need to be ready for it. Yeah. And don't you come knocking at my door, you know? And well, it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, here I think there's there's a distinguishing factor in that is there the people that prep to that extreme how often are they training for it? How yeah. like how often cuz there's guys like I've seen where they'll actually like they'll have kids and they'll wake their kids up in the middle of the night and be like, "Hey, you know, such and such just happened. What are we doing?" You know, and the kids are like, oh, you know, yeah. what? And then they the kids know what to do they have a plan they execute a plan you know their house catches on fire you know the kids know exactly where to go they know exactly where to meet mom and dad if they're not there something has happened to them because they've trained oh there's a fire on this side of the house i'm going over here or whatever so i think that would be kind of the the thing you look at is how many people train for it as well because you can buy all the supplies you want i can give you my my backpacking backpack Mm -hmm. that i use for you know and i can survive for three days as long as I have water at whatever location I'm staying at, I can right. basically survive. I have a you know tent, fire starting, you know food. I have ways of making food, catching food, whatever the case may be. I've got a lot of stuff in there. It's about a 60 pound pack. I can give that to you, but can you use it? So gear yeah. doesn't mean anything if you're not training with it. Yeah, you that's know? true. Yeah. So I that, mean, at least for some the, of that stuff. For, yeah. yeah. I mean, the tent is self-explanatory, but like a like a snare, you know, how to set up like a snare to catch wild animal or sure. what to look for, you know, as yeah. far as like, oh, is this an area where animal, you know, animals are currently hanging out, you know, or is there even going to be live live animals around this area? Is, right. You know, oh, this water looks disgusting. Probably should purify it for sure. You should purify any water, but this is a little off topic. But did you ever read the book The Hatchet? Yeah, it was one of my favorite books. I still have it. it actually, a, it's a fantastic survival book. Yeah, and it's such a good example of what you're likely to go through if mm-hmm. you don't spend your time learning about survival, right? But you find yourself in a survival situation. Yeah, I just remember. You know, reading that book and he's, it's like he wakes up, he like falls asleep. He doesn't get any cover or anything. He just falls asleep and he wakes up and he's completely covered in mosquito bites. Yeah. Like his face is like puffy from all of the mosquito bites because he just fell asleep near the, near the lake without like any kind of, without any protection or recovering. Yeah. And it's like, 
that's the kind of stuff that like yeah. you don't necessarily <clears throat> think about. You're like, no immediate danger here. Yeah. There's no bears. There's no people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm alive. I can, I can just rest yeah. for a minute. You know, it's like that can that could potentially yeah. kill you. Like you yeah. get bit too many times and like that kind of stuff, or they're carrying something that you know whatever and so yeah you know i think that that's it's that kind of stuff where like i don't i don't hunt i haven't gone camping in forever yeah camping you can just you can make it so easy on yourself oh yeah to go camping uh but even but but backpacking or any of that stuff and that's the kind of stuff that yeah i mean it would i would like to think and there it's been the case for many many people many millions of people over the years that they live their entire life near a city or in a city and they never need any survival techniques ever. Yeah. They live their whole life that way and then they die of natural causes and it's all fine. Yeah. You know, but the question is like, what if, what if, and that's, and that's the big thing. And that's where, like, for me, it's, you know, I don't know. There, I don't assume, well, I guess I kind of do in a way. Like I, you know, when I backpack and stuff in the back of my mind, it's almost like, okay, I'm doing this with the thought that maybe someday I'm going to have to use these skills and the ability to understand, to purify water, how to purify water. If you don't even have like water purification tablets or droplets or, you know, just how to survive. Cause it's, you know, you can say like, Oh yeah. You know, if I have all the right equipment, I would be fine. Right. Well, but until you do it, yeah, you don't know. Cause like, that's one of the things I've learned with backpacking, even with the equipment I buy, man, I'll, I'll like buy something. Cause I'll see like, Oh, it's, you know, it's like high speed, you know, it's like a high speed right. piece of gear or something. And I'm yeah. like, Oh sweet. And then I go out and I use it. And I was, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I would yeah. never use this. This is dumb. Or I'll get home and I'll look at my backpack and I'll be like, Oh, that's good. I just brought this, you know, half pound, whatever tool or something. And I never even used it. Right. Garbage. I, I'm not going to yeah. use it. So throw it away. I don't, you know, sure. it's, it's, what are you going to use? You know, what functionally can, can you actually use in a survival situation? And, um, for me, it's, it's exciting to just, you know, kind of, I don't know, have fun with, uh, you know, prepping and experiencing nature too. And that's the other side of it too. You can, I kind of feel like the way that I prep is kind of just doing backpacking, experiencing nature, doing that kind of thing in the, in the mountains. So I'm almost training, so to speak, quote unquote, like training, like I'm getting ready, but I'm having a really damn good time. And it's a hell of a workout too. And that's the other thing you don't realize is if you are in a shit hit the fan situation, you better be ready to like work out because <laughs> yeah. you're like, eventually you're going to run out of gas. Like there's no way around it. You're going to run out of gas. You're not going to have your vehicle forever. You're yeah. going to have it for assuming you have a full tank of gas. You're getting right. 300 miles, whatever your vehicle runs. Yeah. Um, and then you're on foot. So like, yeah. or on a bike. You, yeah. Or on a bike. bike. Yeah. Yeah. If, even then I'd wonder if like somebody <laughs> I don't worry like if somebody was like gonna try to shoot me, I feel like it'd be easy to hit somebody on a bike mm-hmm. because you're you're just at the well, same level moving. Well, right. anyway, even beyond that, yeah. So like, and I always think of like Zombieland. You know, he talks about <laughs> all of his rules and stuff, yeah. and one of them is like cardio. 
Right. You know, because if you you got to run from zombies, dude, like you're going to find yourself at some point running from zombies because yeah. you can't shoot all of them. And uh, the more you shoot, potentially the more that show up or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing where it's like the zombie part of it is. Yeah. Because you're talking about not just having all of your survival skills, but actively being able to like you're essentially in maybe like a slow paced war zone. Yeah. You know, like. Well, and what kind of zombies are they? Are they the zombies that are just slow walkers? Or are they the ones like in, uh, what is it, uh, 24? Uh, well, no, in the ones in, um, like 28 Days Later, those ones are, I think those are the ones that are like slow too. But like, I think think that's the one where they sprint. I am legend, they sprint. No, it's World War Z is the one where they, they like run really fast and they they do that whole thing where they climb up the wall. Climb up the wall. Like, yeah, so that that big, you know. I feel like it's reasonable to think that if there were zombies, they would probably be similar to Walking Dead. Like a drunk person. That's what yeah. I tend to think that they are. You know, so like they can run. Yeah. They might trip and fall. Yeah. Like they're probably not like super steady on their but feet. But they're not but, super like, smart. But they're not super smart. Um, you know, they're really single minded and just like trying to get at you. you right. Know? And so like they they might be able to run or like stumble quickly. Um, as long as they're not injured or anything. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, you know, you have to be prepared for like what that's going to mean. You know, maybe that means getting a crossbow or getting a regular bow. So you're not using air, uh, you know, using ammo all the time. Using ammo, you're able to reuse at least for a little bit. Well, and and here's like one last thing, I guess I, you know, as, as far as like my thought on the whole survival situation, one of the things I don't think a lot of people think about when they talk about even if it's like a joke right you know what would you do in a survival situation oh dude i'll do this one of the things that i always think about first is like you're dealing now with some of you're dealing with the shittiest people in their worst time yeah so you're dealing with people that have no problem killing other people like as in oh you have food i'm gonna kill you to get that food because yeah. I don't care about your life. We're right. not going to work together. I'm going to take Civility that. Civility is gone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a Lord of the Flies situation where yeah. it's never absolute it. anarchy. So, oh, really? You never read that book? I never oh. read it. I, don't I mean, know. honestly, I didn't. I, I spark noted it. I guarantee you, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, like Lord it, of the Flies. It is amazing, as far as I know. As far as the Spark Notes, which is a 25-page <laughs> booklet that gives you the recap of the 400-page book that actually is. Yeah. Um, no, but. And that's one of the things I always go back to is like, man, picture the, you know, prisons are getting let out. Like if there's people that can get access to key, you know, now you're talking, I mean, it's almost like the purge. Like there's going to be evil on the streets and there, you know, yeah, you might get lucky with like, Hey, let's partner up and let's work through this. But dude, people are going to have their best interest and there's going to be people that are just raising hell to raise hell. They don't even care. And that, that's like the worst kind of person you know the person that has no problem like what do they have to lose sure there's no there's no justice there's no nothing right you know so it honestly i think what it comes down to you can prepare all you want and i think there's going to be a handful of people that could definitely survive for a good amount of time but even myself if it happened while i was at work i don't carry my rifle in my car at work yeah now ironically i've had it in my car the last week because i forgot to take it out of my car (laughs) when i went shooting last yeah so that's great. If it sure. happened right now, I have it in my car right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. But ultimately, dude, I, I don't know. I mean, and that's the crazy part is like, I'm the prepper between the two of us and I still don't 100% know. 
if I would be prepared right now if something happened. I would have to drive home. That's actually what I was going to ask you because, like, you don't do the three day bag anymore. I, I still have it. But like, if you but so I mean, it's not something that bag, I. But you have to restock that, right? Or do you have food in there that well, lasts for years and yeah, years? Yeah. So there, yeah, there, there's a uh, food safety, and actually, I have. Um, in my glove box currently i i do have some of that survival water that packs for if i come up on an accident because that's one of the things right. when people are in shock you give them water and they just sip sure. on some water yeah and i came up on an accident one time and i didn't have any water on me i, oh, I you know yeah. i don't carry bottles of water in my car this sure. one guy had a bottle of water and it was really good i mean aaron yeah. and i actually went up and were like with these people right i mean it happened right in front of us so wow. we like went out yeah. and, and and we're helping and there's a bunch of people that stopped too um, but that was one thing that I thought about. I was like, I got to get something, you know? So I have that. And then I have these food bars, which are, they're actually on, I believe they stock them on lifeboats. They're okay. in like these airtight, you know, and they're yeah. basically, I think it's nine granola or nine bars that are meant to give you, I think it's like one or two bars a day that you could eat and basically survive. You can for, survive on that. Yeah. 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 So like yeah, I have that stuff in there. I don't have good food in there, you know. Sure, yeah. But, but so it's like, something it's that, can that can stay. Yeah, it can, it just stays in there. How long have you had that stuff in there? Oh, I actually I ate it like a year ago. <laughs> I was bored in my room one night, and I just like was like, I wonder what do these taste like. So I opened it and I ate. Dude, there are a lot of calories too. Like I definitely consumed. I didn't eat the whole thing, like the whole pack, yeah. but. I definitely consume like 5,000 calories. and <laughs> Oh my gosh. Dude, they're insane. They're like, pa- they're, sure, it's, it's they're like, nutrient. it's yeah, like, like, it's like if you took like powdered cocoa, like I, th- yeah. this is the consistency. You take powdered cocoa and you crush it as hard as you can into a bar form. Like it yeah. just, it, it's like this weird grainy. Like those meal replacement shakes. Yeah. Kind of like, like, like that, but it's like in a bar form. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I like, I'm pretty sure I just threw the rest of them out. And then I bought like more because they're not that expensive. So you expensive. bought more you and buy you, just, them on Amazon. you have them stocked in your back. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is my three day pack that I have, um, that's just like not even really used anymore. Honestly, what I would take is my backpacking backpack because that's a nice framed backpack. Right. It's actually comfortable. To- it's comfortable and it holds a lot. And uh, that's probably what I would use, sure. honestly. And yeah. and that has all my gear in it. That has sleeping pad, my my sleeping system in general, my tent, all that stuff. My water purification, fire starting. Um, my little, I have a little ham radio that uh, you're not allowed to operate unless you have a ham radio license. But in um, a SHTF kind of situation, sure, that doesn't matter. So, so, so in your situation. You have some guns at your house. Right. You have a backpack that you can grab. Mm-hmm. You've got some some preserved foods that you can take with you with water right. and stuff. What would you do when you first realized, okay, shit just hit the fan. We're now in a survival situation where my neighbor might try to kill me. Would you try to get to your family? Because they live in town. They live yeah. in the middle of town. They, they live... I mean, if it's if it's a clear traffic day, they're 25 minutes away from me. Sure. Um, honestly, let's assume it's the EMP style where we don't have communication. Right. It's every man for himself. I'm, I mean, there's yeah. nothing I can... Because the reality of me getting... Because you guys don't have a plan. my parents are at work. You know, right. most of the time, my parents are going to be at work. You know, Mia's going to be in school. Taylor's in North Carolina. <laughs> right. Like, I yeah. mean, we're all over the place. So really, you know, at that point, I mean assuming it's not something where it's total government collapse where it's just 
I mean, if it's just something where we can't communicate with one another, I would probably try to find them. I would go to their house. You know, if it's something where just, okay, everyone relax, we're going to get through this. But if it's like I looked out my window and I see, you know, Russian planes with guys parachuting down, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, at that point, you have to worry about you first before I'm going to just drive out to an area or maybe fight my way to my parents' house. You know, I obviously want to help them, but. What's what good is it going to do me if on the way there I get yeah, you know get killed or something. so sure. it's it's yeah. one of those things and two what are the odds of it happening at my house I could be at work and I have nothing with me yeah so would you try to get home so you could get your stuff well, go from there so that's that's one reason why I pose this question as our first podcast topic because even though I'm prepared am I really yeah like right. am I really prepared it's like sure. I would like to think I am and in my bed at night fuck, I got this, dude. I'm good. (laughs) I got my knives. I got my guns. I got my backpack. I got my gear. I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Like if, if a, if a real SHTF, SHTF happened, I, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and on that note, it takes a community to make it work. It would take 10, 15, 20 people saying we're meeting here, bring this, let's go. Yeah, true. So, so like we need to make a plan. I think we should. We should make a plan. You'll bring the musical equipment. You'll bring one guitar. <laughs> we need entertainment. Here, I brought this. Hey. This is my contribution. Everyone will assume it's an actual gun because they're like, yeah, like the guy's going to have a guitar in that stupid guitar case. And I pull it out. It's like, an actual acoustic guitar. Anybody know harmonies? <laughs> I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing now. All righty. Well. All right, man. That was great. Um, it was. I think great start to the podcast. It was. Uh, there's definitely going to be more episodes after this. We're going to have guests on. Yeah. We're going to talk about other ridiculous stuff like this. <laughs> we got a lot of topics. Just how much shenanigans we can get into. There will be more whiskey. There will be uh, more boys. And yeah. More more of the whiskey boys, well. dude. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we got about five of us that uh, that are a part of the whiskey boys group. Yeah, so, yeah, and we were the ones who decided to uh, say, well, we're going to go off and uh, turn this into an entertainment opportunity yeah. uh, rather than just, you know, being friends and, just, yeah. and drinking and, and enjoying each other. And so um, I think that uh, this is going to go great. And, yeah. and uh, so stay tuned. There will be more uh, to listen to and to enjoy, and, uh, and we will see you on the next one. A lot of great conversation coming up, man. I'm excited. Yeah gonna be awesome well cheers to the first podcast my friend y'all have a good day